I'm Taylor Scalia, and this is Girl, It Is Time to Thrive. Welcome back to another episode. Today, I have Tiffany Alling, oh my gosh, Alling on the show. And I'm so excited because as she and I were just catching up, we met each other in high school. And we were just talking about how life is so funny. You just go full circle and you do so many things. And then when you reconnect 10, 12 years later, not trying to age us, it's pretty (laughs) cool to see how far you've come, where we've grown in life and how we're just sitting here having this conversation 12 or 13 hours apart because she's in Australia and I am on the East Coast of America. So Tiffany, can you just like briefly introduce yourself right now? Well, yeah, I know you from Connecticut and yes. it's so good to hear your accent because it's just so heartwarming. Honestly, <laughs> it's just this small town vibe, you know, that we're so lucky to have grown up there, honestly. So I love thinking about, like we were just saying, how much has changed since then. So growing up in Connecticut, that's where I'm from. And I think it's just coming back to me lately of missing that small town vibe you try like we're going to discuss about traveling and we're 30 years old about (laughs) 30 years old and so much has changed since growing up in this place so Connecticut I think is really it's defined me a bit being that small town person and coming back to that nature, those small little things in life and how much meaning they bring to us. So yeah, I would say that's what's defining me lately. That's awesome. Yeah. I love, I was walking the other day on the shoreline. I live, I still live on the shoreline area. I live in um, like Mystic and I'm like, it's just so beautiful here. Like I've been to Australia and I've been to places but there is really something special about Connecticut, especially in the summertime, that small town, you know, there's tourists, but there's boaters. And, you know, one of my favorite things to do, especially in like small town Connecticut, is I like to wake up really early and go to downtown where by 9am, it's going to be filled with hundreds of tourists. But you just like take in the peace, you take in the fog off the ocean. And it's just like the most amazing, Mm. incredible thing. Yeah, mm. small town Connecticut it has its perks, it has its cons, but it has its perks and they're pretty special. Yeah, I think that's one thing that you just said is perspective sometimes when we're when we're living somewhere, you often forget how lucky you are to just be there. And sometimes we just have to look at it a bit differently. We're in it all the time. So when you go on a holiday, for example, you'll come back and just remember how lucky you are. But we get so caught up in our daily, in our mind, that we forget how lucky we are just where we are. Mm -hmm. So I think that about Connecticut and you can go all around, but you just have to realize what you have right in front of you is sometimes just the best thing. I wonder why the mind does that. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, like gratitude. I feel like when you really do wrap your head around like where you are presently and you have gratitude for that moment, it expands so many different areas of your life. Like I had someone say to me, I had a mentor say to me, you know, I was like, oh, I hate that I still waitress sometimes. Like I love it and I hate it, but like I feel like it's just not who I am anymore. And she's like, well, it is where you're at. So 
you need to practice gratitude. Even if you don't love every aspect of it, like it brings in money, it pays your bills. Like, so practicing gratitude in every area of your life, I feel like once you do that, when you do get to go travel and you do get to have money flowing from your business or whatever it is that you want, if you can practice gratitude in the moment, I think, I don't know, it's totally off topic. This is not what we're talking about today, but we're just going for it. I think it's incredible. Yeah, I love what you said there about waitressing. I think sometimes we want to hide some aspects of ourselves, Mm -hmm. especially when we're trying to get somewhere. And when you are vulnerable like that on your Instagram, I think it's just so powerful to others because it shows them, hey, we're all trying to get somewhere and it's not always pretty, you know? So Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think just being honest, completely honest and yeah, and then that will pour out into other aspects and things will keep moving if you just are open and when you have that narrow focus, sometimes I think you just, yeah, if you don't have gratitude, it will blind you, you know? Absolutely. And I think that actually does tie into what we're talking about. So today's episode is we're, tra- we're going to be talking about finding your path. So Tiffany has such an incredible story. I mean, she has lived like 10 lives in the last like 10 years, I feel like. <laughs> That's a really good way to put it. <laughs> so when did you start traveling? Like how old were you when you took the jump to just go for it? So I feel like I want to preface this. So I lived in Connecticut for most of my life, right? When you're a kid, you live where you grew up Mm -hmm. and um yeah I was 18 and I wanted to leave Connecticut because I had such a hard life um so it is because I'll just get into it because I feel like it's a real big reason to where I'm at and also the um my business name which I'll get into later but when I was um, young, my parents ended up dying from cancer, both of them. So it left me and my siblings in a very hard situation, kind of bouncing around. And I think that's what was instilled in me as I was just this resilient person ready for the next, where am I going to go next? Where am I going to survive kind of? And I was just yeah, bouncing around. So we were living in different households. So that is really the whole basis of how I was like, all right, I'm going to go. And that's why I've went everywhere I have. So that's pretty hard for people to hear. I feel like it took me a long time to even be open enough to have that conversation with people. So it wasn't until my 20s that I was even able to really talk about that it's so traumatic so when I was 18 years old I had to think about college right and I remember the guidance counselor telling me at school that like I had to stay in Connecticut because it would be the most affordable for myself but I thought to myself man I cannot stay I cannot I I had so much trauma right and I went to palm trees because you know palm trees are so happy right Mm -hmm. so I went to university down in Florida and I was walking the halls of my freshman year 
and I see this poster and it is talking about studying abroad and I was like oh well I could um go study abroad that seems like a really good opportunity and I just had it in my mind that I would go as far as I could because studying abroad you can go wherever right anywhere <laughs> so I went to Australia for a year and this is my sophomore year. So that's not when a lot of people do their studying abroad. They do it their um, junior year. And anyways, I ended up going there for a year because here I am and how I am able to afford all of this stuff. So what you brought up about waitressing, I was a freaking hustler forever. Okay. I was. So from the age of, I think 15, I was working a lot to get by. Right. And I wanted to be able to accomplish whatever I wanted to. And I didn't want anything to get in the way. So I was working a lot, studying, saved up some money, huge hustler. Okay. <laughs> and, um, I went to Australia for a year. And so, you know, how great that is being away. Like it just was, it changed my life. It absolutely changed my life. And I had an amazing experience there and came back and, you know, it's a bit depressing when you come back from being away mm -hmm. and I set my mind to, I'll get back there. And as I was in my studies at the university of Tampa, I went on over to Peru on a volunteer trip. I know that you have done some service trips had an, another amazing awakening there, just feeling so aligned with like spirit there, just um, rainbows and just feeling so connected and, you know, connecting with people on such deep levels. Um, and then this is where it's really changed for me. So I, my senior year of college, I decided that I had this big awakening that I needed to connect deeper with people. I just thought, wow, you know how it is in college. You're drinking, you're, you just mm -hmm. feel like who, who are you? You know, like you're just caught up in everything. You're just studying. You didn't even know why you were really there. You were just going with the flow. And, um, I was like, man, this can't be it, you know? And I had this whisper in my ear. Um, I know you believe in God and whatnot. So I didn't at that point. I had had such a hard life. I thought there couldn't be a God if this had happened to me. But I had this whisper in my ear and it was God talking to me. And it, God said, you have to go to church. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like all right, well, if you think this is going to work, I guess I'll give that a shot. And I went there and here I am at, in Australia, I had gotten dreadlocks. So here I am, this girl with dreadlocks at the time. <laughs> and I go to church. And of course, I love connecting with people. And I became so infiltrated in this church. I was like, this girl with dreadlocks, everyone knew who I was. I started teaching college kids going into college. I was a leader in these groups. I was all about it. And so 
I asked someone I had known, how do you think I can help learn more and become closer to God? And she said, um, when you graduate, you can go to the Dominican Republic and you can um, go there and see what happens. And I was like, okay, well, that sounds really nice. So I went there and I was greeted by a nun at the airport right after I graduated. And I had no idea what was going on. And I hugged her actually. And I didn't know that you're not supposed to really hug nuns. She seemed like really, that. yeah, she seemed really like, huh? <laughs> Anyways, like, here I, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that was an, the start of a really long journey. So basically this is just a journey of me going and learning, starting in the Dominican Republic, living there for three months. And I feel like that journey just went on. So I then lived with nuns for those three months. I kind of realized that maybe Catholicism wasn't for me. It was a bit too strong. And prior to that, while I was at university, I was friends with anyone going to mosques and learning the Quran. I was just hungry for this depth of wisdom to fill me like, give me more. What is the meaning of life? I want connection traveling around Vietnam. And then finally I got this letter because I had applied to go to Nepal and there I went, here I am because they had just had the, um, the earthquake there. They had the earthquake there in 2015 and I wanted to help. And so I thought, okay, I'll go there now. To connect with these cultures was just so amazing because I always felt like for myself, I didn't want to just travel. I wanted to connect with people on a very deep level. That's my heart for traveling too. Yeah, it's just it's so, so amazing. It's hard to leave your heart in so many places. Yeah, I have pictures on my wall of a little girl in Cambodia. And I don't know why, but like, I just, I can't explain it, but like, she motivates me every freaking day. Like she's That's in my office. That's really powerful. Just this like little girl putting a flower in my hair. And I was like, I can, I remember calling my mom and be like, I've never fallen in love so hard with someone that couldn't understand a lick of, like a single word I said. Oh and my God. So I get it. So when you were in Nepal, was it 2015? So I went there originally in 2015, right after the disaster. I was there for three months, went home after being there, and I applied for a job, I think. I got the job to go there, and I worked as the volunteer coordinator and financial coordinator for six months. And that was really amazing to go somewhere and start the project. And we camped the whole time. So I camped in a tent for six months in the Himalayas, pretty much, because oh it was in this remote location. It's been a journey. And like you said, I've had 10 lives, went to India, did my yoga cer cer certification. But when you start, <laughs> you have so much confidence. But then when you let other people tell you something, you're like, oh, man, maybe I don't know, know enough to do this. It's that imposter syndrome, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. So at this point, what year is it? Or like how many years has it been since you graduated college? 
So I graduated in 2015. I had traveled Mm -hmm. extensively for, I think, about a year, going to all these different countries, having to come back maybe for three months at a time. Like you have said, you get that uh, injection of money back into your bank account. Mm -hmm. I would work like crazy. And then I would go out again. I would get a job. All the meanwhile, I was working while I was traveling, being a yoga teacher, being a dive master. Be 10 lives, 10 lives. You're, you're like, just casually like, I'm a dive master. I'm a yoga teacher. I teach biology. And it was, but that's explains where I'm at now in my life. If you want to know how that is, I think that is also a true testament to where I'm at today is finding yourself is so hard. It really is. I love what you've said so much recently is that it's okay to pivot. I think that it's so hard to sometimes think like, well, I've been telling people for so long that I'm a biologist, that I am into marine biology. That was my identity for so long, right? And I started this teaching degree. All of a sudden, I got this injury in my shoulder, which turned into this chronic illness. As you can see through those chapters of my life there, I was moving a lot, a lot was going on and I have that buried trauma, right? I get this injury and I have a lot of stuff going on. As you can imagine, COVID was pretty unsettling for me. I have these shifting visas. I have work going on. Maybe I lost work during those three months here and there's a lot of uncertainty. So a lot of stress, um, So as I was going through this transition phase, all of a sudden a chronic illness came up and it shook my world. It absolutely changed everything for me where I've told you I've had like 10 lives. It's been crazy, not really having clarity, kind of just like, all right, is this what I'm supposed to do? This used to serve me, but it doesn't serve me anymore. I had this chronic illness and what it looked like is like, I couldn't, I couldn't get up. I couldn't get up. Like I was like immobile, couldn't talk to you. Like I, it was diagnosed as fibromyalgia, which is kind of like a inclusive, inclusive, um, Mm -hmm. um, diagnosis. It's not really like sure. Like hey, we know you don't have this, but we're not too sure if it's this either. Anyways, I am just so grateful that this had happened because it made me realize through this health crisis that I needed to, I needed to listen to myself more. And I think we have all these little things that happen through our, our life. Like, what are you researching most of the time? What are you most interested in? So you just had your pivot in your business because you like marketing, right? You like business strategy, Mm -hmm. right? And that was kind of always in the background, like, hey, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? But you don't listen because you're kind of like, well, this makes more sense, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Pivoting is so scary because it's like, it's like more than just imposter syndrome. When you put, like you said it earlier, when you put your identity into your work and instead of like yourself and your beliefs and who you are, that I mean that's like toxic in its own I don't think it's talked about enough because then when you pivot a career choice like it's just a career 
You can have 10 jobs, you can have 20 jobs. We are not meant to just go to work and die and like pay bills. And our identity is like, so many of us, I feel like put our identity in work because it's the, it's the constant to the inconsistent life. Like, I know I'm gonna go to work every day. I know I'm gonna do this. So yeah, when you pivot, and you, especially when you pivot towards something that feels aligned with you, but it's been something that you haven't done, it kind of feels like you have to tell a new story. I don't mm. know, do you feel that way? Because it's like you only, you know, like we talked about social media, we show what we want. When you only show this one thing, like to your family, to your the people in your life, to your circle, to your non-circle, your internet circle, and then you're like, well, actually, there's this whole other side of me that you have no clue about and it actually has been there this whole time people are like well that's new that's weird I like that you said that because that speaks to when I went through that journey of finding God even people knew me as someone I used to be a party person and then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden I wasn't and Still to this day, people in Connecticut think, who is Tiffany now? Because that's who I was, right? Mm-hmm. And then with this marine science, it was like, well, I think the reason why sometimes, at least for myself, I've had such a spiritual side of me my whole life, even nutrition focused, health focused, really, that was all I've been really so passionate about. But I just kind of shut it off, even the yoga side, because it was just like, I kind of felt like it wasn't rewarded if I don't put in this, like, I don't know, sometimes hard work. If people don't see me as being this person, yes, it's my story, but I almost felt like it just wasn't really rewarded. It was just too like out there, especially that kind of like alternative and maybe it's also because I studied science right I was a biologist I was writing papers I was all numbers and this other side of me was like well that's just too different you know that's just who cares about that why don't you just do that like in your own time Mm -hmm. but it was the side of me that I think like got crushed and I think sometimes if you live more in alignment which I'm realizing is really my true calling is just really living in alignment and trying to teach people to make those choices that maybe don't make sense to others. But if you live in alignment, you're going to attract your tribe. You're going to attract abundance. You're going to attract just the most amazing life because it's going to keep being easy. Whereas I think my life was really hard for a long time Mm because I kept on just kind of like living out of alignment for so long you know well you had trauma I feel like when trauma happens I so I went through something very traumatic as a kid but I blocked it out until I was in Australia when I was in Australia I was away from the toxic and like what the trauma was that I actually had dreams and came to the realization So when I like was doing like PTSD healing and like going back to therapy, like one of the things I learned was when you have trauma, like something super traumatic, losing both your parents, that's super traumatic. It's not, no offense to anyone, but like, it's not like your first boyfriend breaking up with you. Like that's, it's, it's, it's like your whole world just came crashing down that there's this piece of you 
until you can heal, like actually heal the trauma, that little piece of you stays that age. I don't know how to explain it. Like my therapist did, but like, even as you grow and you mature, there's this little piece of you that still feels like that small child that lost her parents. So until you can heal that, you actually like it, it's more, you have more trouble putting your identity identity and things that matter. Um, you kind of do exactly what you did. You go into survival mode. You hop around to what feels good. And if it doesn't feel good, I'm out. Yeah. I love that you said that because yeah, I'm realizing that all the decisions I've made so quickly, it's because I've been in such survival mode, you know, and even still now I'm married. Thank God. I gotta say like, you're married. Yeah. I I didn't know that. Yeah. I got married. Oh, we go on our honeymoon this weekend, not honeymoon, the year anniversary. Um, but it just felt right. I gotta say it was just divine. And like I said, I'm spiritual. And so I had seen a psychic and she had said, your mom is putting a veil over you and you'll be moving like two more times. And then you'll be moving into your higher home for, with your partner. And we live in an apartment now. And so the the higher home and it was two moves after anyways, I got to say, if I didn't have that stability for the first time in my life, I think that, yeah, it's just, made me realize for the first time I could open up my mind. Like you said, when you came to Australia, you could finally think about things like, I don't, I haven't been able to be out of survival mode my whole life, you know? Mm -hmm. So living in alignment, I don't think was really, I didn't allow myself because I had to just yeah, survive. But now I'm realizing my superpower is being myself and being vulnerable and being able to share because it allows other people to do that for themselves. And what happened to me didn't, it happened for a reason. As hard as it was, it happened for a reason. Like I said, I wouldn't have been able to travel the world. And it gave me such a want and need for like most of my life volunteering, you know, helping people. And now I'm ready to offer that in a new way. And it's always going to be about helping people because that was my journey happened for a reason. And it's not going to be a small reason. It's a big reason, you know, it's made me, yeah, really if I can heal myself, especially from a chronic illness, from the trauma, you can do big, big things. And when you can see that you've done this in the past, you can do this thing too. I think things seem really hard, especially as we get older, our confidence might be like a bit like, oh my God, can I do this? But you got to look at the past and say like, I've done that too. You can do this, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What would you say to someone who is listening to this and being like, yeah, that's where I want to get. Like, I want to get to the point where I can look at something and be like, I can work through that. Or, or someone who's listening, who's like, 
I, my identity is in my job and not in myself. Like, how would you encourage them to find their path and follow their path? Mm, I love that. I think that what I've realized is so many people don't want to be alone. Mm -hmm. And I traveled for a long time by myself and that can be a bit uncomfortable, right? But it gives you so many tools to journal because what are you going to do? You're not with someone. So you're like on this random beach and you're just journaling, reading and just keep in check. What are you doing all of the time? What are you researching? What are you reading? What are you interested in? Because that is your like red thread through your life of saying, this is where you're actually supposed to be. But sometimes we listen to everyone around us telling us, maybe you should go there. Maybe you should do this. Maybe this should be you. And for a long time you say, okay, yeah. But if we listen to others, that becomes our reality. Whereas we have to think about what do I want? What is my truth? And if you're not listening to yourself, you're going to make their reality, your reality. So you just have to keep listening to your intuition. And I think that's strengthened by being quiet. Meditating seems so boring. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) I got to say it's hard to get into the flow, but yoga is a great start, right? Because that's movement. A lot of people don't want to sit still, but when we just try to breathe, think more clearly, slow down, you are able to just tap more into divine wisdom yourself and just be ready for even someone to come to you and they're going to be a deliverer of a message. What are the messages that keep coming up? Because that's what's your, your next step. Maybe you need to call that person. Maybe you need to connect with that person. I feel like that's what happened with you. (laughs) I feel like it was Mm -hmm. like, I've got to, I've got to connect with you, you know? Yeah. I think that's really, really powerful. I think quiet time you know, I said to someone the other day, I was leaving work and they said, what are you doing tomorrow? And I said, I just want to be alone. And she's like, you're such a weird person, Taylor. (laughs) One of my coworkers. And I was like, maybe like I do. Like I like, I just want to be alone. Like I need a solid day or a few hours of alone time. But I think it took me so long to get to that point. I think I always wanted a little bit of a long time, but I think I was afraid, one, of what others think. Two, how do you hang out with yourself? Because once you're hanging out with yourself, I mean, you can distract yourself. There's enough distractions where you're like, oh, I spent some time alone. Well, it's like, well, you scrolled your phone, you watched TV, you know, you didn't actually spend alone time with yourself. Like, I think there's so much power when you sit down and you meditate and you pray and you do yoga or you journal or you talk out loud to yourself dancing. just like yeah dancing um yeah sitting still reading a book like there's just power and then like you said divine wisdom you know people always say I think it's funny not everybody but if you are talking to someone and it's like I get my best ideas when I'm in the shower because you're not doing anything. Mm. You're out. You aren't scrolling your phone. You aren't 
watching TV, you are like God or the universe is literally like, thank mm-hmm. you. You're by yourself alone. So like, let me give you a download right now. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, finding your path definitely comes with being alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a big one. I think, especially like, you know, I think our age group now, millennials, I think they're starting to get better at it. But I feel like it takes a long time. Like if I, I am, I always wonder, like, I mean, I, I never like think about like regrets, but like imagine if I started this when I was like 20 or 18, like, <laughs> like I, I could never at 18 years old, I haven't having to be alone. I'm like, oh my gosh, like fear of missing out. What are my friends doing? Just that, like, it would be like, it would be like being grounded. I sometimes wonder like what is it we find so much purpose when we're out of school don't we we become so much more confident and we find our path whereas sometimes I just think with school we're sitting there and we're listening to someone and we're just like copying and we're just there and we're not really fired up with like you get to think for yourself so I think sometimes at least I've been reflecting quite a bit on this especially because I'm, I'm do, finishing up my master of public health because I finally went down the health journey. But I sometimes think that we lack so much of our own self, you know, our education system is there to just kind of like teach the masses. So there's not much room for like flexibility sadly and so I think about us going through school and us just like wanting to party we're just so bored we're sitting there for so long just like kind of like all right you know like Mm -hmm. so I wonder if that has something to do with it because all of a sudden when we get out of school we're like all right well I've kind of got to figure this out don't I you really have to put on your your wheels and your brain whereas I think for so long we're just like a bit bored right absolutely because I went back to college at 26. I didn't graduate the first time around. I dropped out and I went to culinary school and then I went to Italy for three months. Wow, that makes so much sense. That's so cool. And so at 26, when I actually decided I wanted to go back to business school, I got straight A's. Wow. Wow. And I literally had a 1.8 GPA when I was like, I should probably just rip the bandaid off and stop doing, <laughs> wasting my money. <laughs> but I mean, I paid for it. Like, but good for like, you. That makes a lot of like, you made that decision, you know, that's huge. Yeah. A lot of people would just be like, oh, well, you know. Yeah. But I think that's, you know, part of finding your path. And one of the things I like, cause I was reflecting on this for the last couple of days, like when I was coming up with like questions and like how I wanted the podcast to go was, one of the things that like came up to, for me when you with the word path it, it's not a destination like it's always got a little bit of swirl like it's got a little curves in it you're like moving mm. you're going forward um you might have to climb over something like I was thinking of hiking like you're always moving but it's not always a straight line so I think when people think about finding their path they think like finding their destination but how boring would it be if you found your destination at 25 years old or mm. 30 years old? Like we are meant as human beings to have different titles. If that's husband, wife, mm. daughter, son, mom, friend, 
you know, entrepreneur, um, founder, CEO, podcast host. I mean, those are all titles. It's true. Yeah. And I think the part of finding your path is coming to the realization that it's a, it's a journey. Like you, like you said, from the very beginning, I mean, your story is a journey. Mm. You traveled, you, I mean, you just went and did and like, you 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 did the things you saw the things you got all the educations and you lived 10 lives but you still have another like 60 years left yeah and I think that's the thing is don't be afraid to pivot because if you don't and you're miserable in something for so long because you think well hey I put in those four years hey I did this you know well you know what it might all tie together it might you know and Mm -hmm. that's the thing about trying to do Hey, I did my undergrad in um, biology and now I'm doing finally my master of public health. And you know what? I don't think you even need all these titles. They're just a way of saying I've got a bit Mm -hmm. more credibility, but Hey, I reckon like, think about celebrities. Do they have like this title next to them, but they can become an absolute millionaire and fill any role they could be a nutritionist and give nutrition advice but they don't even have that background but people are like well you know what they have the confidence to get there all I'm saying is that you might think that it's a setback you might think that the cards didn't go your way oh you don't have that degree but if you believe in yourself I think that Mm -hmm. is the strongest way to get to where you want to get to be because you could have all the degrees in the world and you might still not get there because you lack the confidence you know confidence is everything and you know like I look at some of these like top business coaches they don't have business degrees they just have confidence to show up Mm -hmm. they have confidence to they know like maybe 10% more than the average person and they are just rolling with it and they're going with it some of these health and fitness accounts like you know, I was a personal trainer. I did my, I had certifications in nutrition and training. Some of these people don't, Mm -hmm. they may have gotten them as time went on, but they they just started a fitness account Mm -hmm. because that was all the rage. And I think that's my biggest advice now that I've started my business is that, you know what, you just got to start. You just have to start because you, once you're ready, if you're ever ready, you're going to feel like, oh my gosh, I've got so much more to learn. You know, that imposter syndrome, it's always going to be there. Just start, work it out. And you know what we've, we've said so much, you're probably going to pivot a million times in that journey. So whatever credentials you have, you probably are going to think, hmm, probably needed those other ones too, you know? So you just got to start and no one's perfect. And you're going to find what lights you up because if it doesn't light you up, you're not going to want to keep going, you know? And there's no shame if what you think lights you up after a few months, you realize this isn't it. Yeah. And I think that's hard. It is hard because for me with my parents passing away, you know, it was hard. It was hard. I just, me and my siblings, we went to school the very next day after our parents died. We didn't want anyone to think it affected us. There's this, this this thing in life where you just want to act like everything's all good. At least that's how it was for me. I've always been like an extreme warrior and I didn't want anyone to know what was going on under the surface. I didn't want anyone to think that my life was different. And that's why I've done everything I've done. 
because I didn't want anyone to say to me, you're worse off. So my point there is that just, yeah, saving face. We all do it. We all just want to pretend like everything's all fine. That gets you to where you need to be. There's just, there's power in being authentic. There's power in accepting where you're at. And yeah, like saving face is very normal for people. But how much cooler is it to see someone who's very vulnerable and honest? Like I pick a lot of like um, the people I follow who are very straightforward. Mm-hmm. Someone who's like, my life is perfect. And my husband's <laughs> perfect. And my kids are perfect. It's like, oh, F off. You're boring. <laughs> There's something perfect about you. Like, what if I have someone who's like, yeah, so I showed up in my business and I had a $0 month. Or, mm-hmm. Anyways, we could talk about this all day, but you you said, mentioned your business and I want you to share about your business because I think it's just incredible. Oh, thank you. Um, so I started that when I was bedridden. I was thinking to myself, man, what can I do? Because my doctors told me I'd be on disability for the rest of my life. I had just gotten disability parking. I got that before getting... I don't even have citizenship here in Australia yet, but it's on the way. But I thought to myself, as I held that in my hand, disability parking before citizenship, I thought, wow, this is pretty shit. So (laughs) I laid on the couch and I thought, what can I do? If they say I can't do what I used to do, I was always such a busy person. And I thought, okay, well, the computer is something I can do from where I am. And so I started this thought of, I want to, I want to be my own person. I don't want anyone to like have control over me. That was kind of like where it started from. But then I talked with friends and they're like, well, you're, it has to be built on you. And so we came up, I came up with the word, the resilient label. And it's all about that word resilient and what that means. It started out. I wanted to, I've always been so into alternative health, like I've mentioned. So it started out being more product-based because I thought I couldn't, I couldn't walk and stuff. So I was like, okay, well, this will be easier for me. Right. So that blossomed and I learned so much along the journey, of course, building the website. I had a lot of time on my hands, so I learned everything I could. YouTube is amazing. That was so fun. Um, Testing yourself, learning new things. And, you know, I just kind of felt like, you know, I healed myself from a chronic illness and that kept coming up for me. So I know as longer was tied to sitting down and not being mobile, I gained my health back from this journey. And it was amazing after the doctors told me that there was nothing for me to do. There was no cure. There was nothing I could do. Even when I asked the doctor straight, hey, can going gluten-free help me at all? That wasn't the only thing that helped me, but I'm just saying to ask them straight and then tell me that won't help you at all. I was like, Hmm, this is surely a lot of help. Thanks. Um, I just had this message come up again and again, like you said, downloads. And they said to me, Tiffany, you healed yourself. You are meant to do something with that. You are meant to help people with that. And I have a lot of resistance, right? Like I need to know more. I need to know more. 
but I'm destined to help people change their life. Even if it's someone just wanting to feel clearer, um, lose weight. But really my passion is, of course, I healed a really major chronic illness. Um, but yeah, just to help people feel better. So I want to, I'm transitioning more fully into being a service-based business. So the products is going to be more on the side and that will be just predominantly health coaching and helping people make changes and feel the best that they've ever felt. Cause I think that's what happened to me is I got better where I'm at today. And, um, you just realize, um, wow, I've been probably kind of sick for maybe even when I was a child, having all these little symptoms along the way that no one really paid attention to, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you're going to be such an incredible health coach because I think a lot of it is, well, one, you have the story, mm. you have that you'll have, you have a part of yourself that, some, that differentiates you some like compassion towards it, mm. you know, not just, okay. Like, you know, because when I was personal training, I trained someone with fibromyalgia and um, one of the things she said to me, she goes, my husband just thinks I'm being lazy. Yeah. Well, it was hard as well when I went to the, when this all started, I went to the physio and I just felt like he didn't get it. And that that was right in the beginning. And then I became so ill. I was just on the bed and I just was a bit like, man, you're just not getting it. You're not getting how this feels for me. That's amazing. So health, like your new health coaching, you're going to do great at that. Yeah. So Um, I like was so confused. I was like, well, what do I want to do to really help people? What do I want to do? And I just personally have been on such a journey, especially with spirituality, that a lot of these things, these paradigms don't fit me well, which is like nutrition, dietetics. I'm doing the master of public health now, which is pretty broad, but I just don't want to feel like I have to fit inside this box to help people. And I think sometimes that's what it's like. And for one of my courses right now, I'm having to like even measure food and stuff like that. And I just don't think that that fits today in our world. I think we need to be loving life and making positive choices, which is eating food that is whole foods that our ancestors ate. And that's not a big change, but it's hard for people to make that change when the food available to us is like pretty shit nowadays. Well, I'm excited for you. I think your journey has been incredible. I think, you know, finding your path, you know, what this is going to turn into for you and how you're going to use your story and really just like help people and impact. And I will make sure to put your website and everything in the show notes. So, well, it's been such a pleasure and Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I love your podcast. I've been listening to it like no tomorrow. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, um, until next time. Well, first of all, guys, I would like to apologize because my microphone was clearly in a very weird place that day. So if you've listened and it didn't bother you, thank you so much. And if you listened and it did bother you, thank you so much for sticking it out. I hope that you loved Tiffany. I hope that you loved her story and her journey about being resilient and finding her path, which is 
still happening. She's still doing it, which is the best part of the story is it's not just like she hit a place where all is perfect and well, but she's hit a place where she knows who she is. She has confidence in herself and her identity, and she's building a business that is so aligned with her, which is the goal. We all, well, not everybody, but anyone who wants to be an entrepreneur, the goal should be to build a business that is aligned with us. And I just want to say, I hope that you follow her. She's such a sweet, sweet soul. And thank you guys again for listening. Please subscribe and leave a review and like and do all the things. And as always, be kind to someone, eat some good food and pat yourselves on the back because it is your time to thrive. And that starts within. Bye.